everybody. Happy Wicked Wednesday and welcome to Shivers. Typically a noteworthy piece of horror films is the film score, or simply the noises that you hear throughout the movie. Certain horror movies have iconic film scores, something that you'd hear at trivia night and immediately know what movie it's from. Today we're talking about these sounds and songs and what some of them are actually made of. Getting into the actual history of some of the, the f sounds in films in general. There are two different types. There is diegetic sound. These are the sounds that emanate from the world of the film. These would be things like screams, knocking doors, ghost sound effects, flesh being wounded, whispers, running, so on. Non-diegetic, on the other hand, is placed there by the filmmakers in post-production and can include sounds like music, foley sounds, and other designed sounds. Foley sounds are really any man-made sounds. So it's somebody singing, somebody whispering in the wind, things like that. For movies, specifically horror movies that were made before the 1950s, these were all orchestra-based music. So you'll hear the strumming of violins and stringed instruments to insinuate running and swells in tension with the bass of drums. You'll see this really heavily in The Fall of the House of Usher, which is I believe from the 1930s, and is a film that's based on the Edgar Allan Poe story. This movie, when they're in the basement, there's the drums that are swelling as the house is crumbling, when they're running upstairs, the actual uh, stringed instruments are being plucked. It's a very perfect and textbook movie of using orchestra and classic music to emulate all of those noises. In the 1950s, the theremin was really born and used. This is a proto-synthesizer, which is just a different type of synthesizer. And it became popular as a musical instrument and sound design element in science fiction horror movies. While it doesn't have the chromatic depth of a piano or synthesizer, the theremin is great at creating dissonant and atonal sounds. Basically anything that sounds very ethereal, very robotic, that's what it's going to sound like and come from. In the 1970s and 1980s, horror films, especially of the sci-fi sort, the synthesizer came into its own. Filmmaker John Carpenter, for instance, scored his own films with synth synthesizers like the movie The Thing. In zombie films during this time, synthesizers were used as well. This is why you'll see in Stranger Things, they use synthesizers for most of their music. It's a callback to the actual times of the 1970s and 1980s. For movies that were made after the year 2000 primarily, negative space has been the trending noise or lack thereof for horror movies. Negative space gives the silence in the movie weight. Negative space is just silence. It's knowing how to use silence to make things scarier. You don't hear breathing, you don't hear footsteps, you don't hear anything, which makes some of those scary movies really scarier. And anybody who is hiding behind their hands watching a scary movie doesn't have sound to rely on. You have to watch, you have to know what's going on because the sound won't tell you. It really creates tension without having to do a single thing. You see that this really more often with A24 style movies. So Midsummer, Hereditary, The Lodge, these are all movies that really don't have a lot of sound that's added into them, not a lot of music other than some swells here or there, but it does it well. A lot of the noise in between is just silence, and so you have to pay attention. The movie from Shudder, Skinnamarink, does this as well. Most of the time throughout the movie, the only sound that you're hearing 
is the static of a VHS tape and there's really no music, so you have to pay attention. Guitar music was really only used in slasher films until recently, which was kicked off mostly by Rob Zombie because he was in a rock band and now he makes his own horror movies and he uses his guitar. However, he did work closely with a rock band called Goblin in the early 1990s, and this band's style of guitar became featured in almost every horror movie where you hear a guitar. Which, that's a fun trivia question. If there's a rock band or I guess any rock band other than Rob Zombie that's associated with horror movies, it's going to be the band called Goblin. So getting into the movies themselves a little bit deeper, starting with Halloween. Anytime that you hear the iconic theme song of Halloween movies, you know what it is. This was composed and created by John Carpenter himself, the director of this film, and he was inspired by Tubular Bells, which is the theme song of The Exorcist, as well as the work of the band Goblet. So he compared those two together, created the theme song that we know and love today. For Friday the 13th, this is a little bit different. So Chi 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 Ba Ma Ma, the whispering that you hear from Jason Voorhees and he's in the woods during Friday the 13th, actually is a very whispered and stretched out version of him saying, hey mom. This is meant because he's supposed to kind of sound like a ghost, but also he doesn't necessarily know how to speak 100% clearly. So that's where this came from. It's just, hey mom, which was actually recorded by the person who created Friday the 13th and then stretched out into the sound that we also know for Friday the 13th. In the movie The Exorcist, um, as mentioned, the actual theme song is an, a real song called Tubular Bells, which is iconic when you hear it. Even if you just go and look it up quick, you know what it sounds like. But during most of the movie, a very fun fact is that they, the sound technicians used the sound of buzzing bees underlying a lot of the moments with Reagan when she's possessed. And this is meant because human beings are innately afraid of the sound of buzzing bees, which is why we most times run away from them. But this sound alone really dialed down to the point where you can barely hear it makes the movie that much scarier from just a subconscious perspective. So it is very interesting that they can tap into that and really know that about people. For Alfred Hitchcock movies, a lot of the sounds that we know and love today were stemmed from his innovation. In the horror movie Psycho, the score for the film had many stabbing staccato and arpeggio strings. Probably saying that wrong. But the stabbing staccato sounds reached their peak during the shower scene. And really any other movies that he has where there's a murder going on or some huge event, he's using this stabbing staccato method, which is just rather than playing an actual violin, you're, you're kind of picking at the, the strings themselves. For the movie The Strangers, the creator of The Strangers whole franchise and, and movie really wanted to approach the movie with an altered way of sound design. Rather than relying solely on an unsettling score, occasionally punctuated by flashes of jump scares, he specifically uses sounds to break the disquieting level of silence. The film's skipping record is perhaps the most famous example, but Bertino, which is the director, also utilizes scraping metal, knocks, taps, and even breaking glass. 
More specifically, it's used to rip apart the film's previously established silence. There's no swell, as other films utilize. The sound design in The Strangers is intended to be jarring and discomforting. The sudden breaking of tension gives the film its unique edge. And of course, I saved my favorite and best for last, Saw. I, my ringtone on my phone is the uh, Hello Zep theme song of the Saw franchise. And this is not necessarily super unique, but just very telling of the importance of making something unique for a franchise so that when you hear it, you know what movie we're talking about. So this is a quote directly from the uh, sound technician and sound creator of Saw. His last name is Klauser. He says, to his credit, James Wan is an amazing filmmaker and is just in tune with so many aspects of the whole piece as it's being created. We had very detailed discussions about what role the piece of music needed to fill in the first movie and that it had to be bold and striking, but also needed to be somewhat simplistic so that it wouldn't be distracting. Because there's a lot of information flying at the viewer, we wanted the music to be strong and memorable, but at the same time, it had to have almost the quality of good ACDC guitar riff or something. It's simple and compact, but powerful and memorable, and can permeate the build on itself without being somewhat elaborate, flowery symphony that would distract the viewer. I'm consistently amazed whenever I see that piece of music listed alongside the true greats, but I'm super pleased it has resonated with the audience and found a home. Across 10 movies, we've used that theme. That is it for our list of music for today and sounds in scary movies. Hopefully you found some fun facts or something that is just of interest. Thanks for listening. Check out our meetup page for some more updates and events. Lots of virtual events, lots of in-person events. Hope to see you there.